Welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. This week's topic was suggested by a friend. I'd like to thank her for her suggestion because it brought up some interesting memories for me and the realization that I may or may not be responsible for my brother's deep dislike for stickers growing up. I'm not sure. Could be. Could not be. But uh, all the signs are there. For a time when we were very young, my brother and I shared a room. We also shared a dresser for our clothing. We split it down the middle. My half was covered in stickers. Like, you could hardly see the dresser for all of the stickers, sparkly and non-sparkly. I'd wallpapered over the entire surface. My brother's side, however, revealed that the rest of the dresser was actually a clean white. That's what its original color was. Not a sticker in sight on his half, except for three that I definitely stuck on his side, which I am sure he did not appreciate because he's never liked stickers or sticky things. So I'm sure that was not a pleasant experience for him, but uh, we made it. It's good. We're we're friends now. (laughs) Stickers are a great way to express creativity, have a fun time, to share memories. I don't know. I still love stickers and my brother still does not. So I'm going to talk a little bit about why we can be grateful for stickers. So what makes up a sticker? Stickers are made of paper, plastic, or vinyl attached with a pressure-sensitive adhesive. Over the years, stickers have evolved to become more waterproof, to become removable or removable and then reappliable, which is totally a word. Stickers have been the subject of decades of innovation, and they continue to be immensely popular around the world. But where did all of this start? If we're talking about the first self-adhesive stickers, then we want to look at R. Stanton Avery. In 1935, R. Stanton Avery created the first self-adhesive sticker. He was able to do so because he got a $100 loan from his fiancée at the time, a woman by the name of Dorothy Durfee. He used a variety of machine parts, including a washing machine motor, parts of a sewing machine, which he combined, and also used a saber saw for his invention. Avery was originally from Oklahoma City, and according to sources, he lived in a rented-out chicken coop and worked as a clerk and put himself through college. During his college career, he dropped out for a year and lived in China, before returning to graduate from Pomona College in 1932 with his degree in humanities. If we want to explore a broader definition of stickers, however, such as anything stuck to something else with glue, then we need to go further back, way back before Avery. It's believed that stickers have been around much longer than his invention in 1935. So this takes us back to the Egyptians. Yet again, Egyptians were doing all sorts of crazy awesome stuff back in the day. Although the experts aren't sure about the ancient invention of stickers, archaeologists have found the remnants of papers that were plastered to the walls advertising goods, food prices, sales, and services in ancient Egypt. We could call the first stickers pieces of paper that were attached with some sort of glue or adhesive, like the posters found in Egypt. Later, as stickers evolved, rather than pasting them on with glue, the stickers started to come with some sort of adhesive already on the back. So this substance on the back, this adhesive, would be activated by wetting the paper. So the glue was activated by wetting it with water or by licking a stamp, for example. Before Avery's invention, and well after the plastered goods of advertisements in Egypt, we have Sir Roland Hill who invented adhesive paper in 1839, which was later used for the first stamps for mail. Later, we got the self-adhesive stickers. 
This is where our Stanton Avery comes back in. And just a fun fact, Avery's nickname was Stan the Sticker Man. Originally, Avery's inventions were called Avery Labels. Avery Labels eventually became a huge company and is now called Avery Production Company. The company has gone on to innovate in the world of stickers for decades. We have everything from expressive stickers to functional stickers, and even types of official stickers with things like stickers of expiration for licenses on cars, sales prices on items, information on food, barcodes to scan for prices, labels, scrapbooking, brand stickers or name tags. Stickers have a myriad of uses from self-expression to political identification to rewards for good deeds or good grades in school. Stickers are also a popular part of many political campaigns. Even voting is rewarded with a sticker from time to time. You'll see voters walking around with an I voted sticker proudly stuck on somewhere. But this is also a means to, again, advertise the idea of you should vote, right? So many, many uses in stickers, multifaceted. Sticker collection is also a hugely popular hobby. Collecting stickers, trading stickers, this hobby has even reached the world stage. In 1970, an Italian company named Panini worked together with the FIFA World Cup to create a 1970 World Cup sticker album. Bumper stickers are yet another example of expressive stickers. Bumper stickers are often used by the owner to share political, religious, or ideological beliefs. Or, as is the case where I live, often those stickers will share the size of the family. So, in a fun or cute way, sometimes it's Disney characters, I've seen a family of zombies, and a family of Star Wars characters on the back of numerous vehicles. When it comes to bumper stickers, we have a man by the name of Forrest Gill to thank. Forrest Gill was a silkscreen printer at the time. He worked together with a nationwide advertising company to produce the first vinyl sticker that could withstand the weathering and the coatings on vehicles. Bumper stickers were invented in about the 1940s and were first called bumper strips. Politicians and advertisers very quickly jumped on the bumper sticker, using it to advertise, spread information, or encourage voting for a particular campaign. As bumper stickers began to take off and later in the 60s and the 70s, as companies expanded and used stickers for labels, for decals on cars, on instruments and collectible items, the sticker industry grew into a multi-billion dollar industry. Today, the Panini Group is the largest group producing collectible stickers, featuring athletes. Stickers have also evolved when it comes to environmental impact. Initially, sticker production, because of the plastic and the number of trees used for the paper, was extremely wasteful and harmful to the environment. These days, however, many stickers have evolved to become much more eco-friendly. Stickers are still incredibly popular worldwide as forms of expression, collection, or even identification. Covering computers with stickers and making them stand out or mark it as your own is a popular trend these days. Now that we live in the age of rampant technology, we're seeing yet another comeback of stickers, although I'm pretty sure stickers never really left, so not necessarily a comeback, but perhaps a second wave. Particularly with Gen Z and the Visco style, there are lots of stickers for self-expression. Outside of this, stickers are useful tools for overall messaging. These days, we even have electronic stickers. With some roots in emoticons and Japanese smiling emojis, which also feel like a throwbacks of sorts, but like to hieroglyphics and to other pictographic languages, so we're again back to Egypt, these days we also have electronic stickers. If we're looking for who popularized these stickers, which are different from Japanese emojis and are more like a combination of cartoons and emojis, then we need to first look to the Korean mobile messaging app called LINE. 
Naver, which is a huge South Korean conglomerate, was the one who developed the Line app, which initially looked to engage a Japanese-based audience, as Korea's main app of communication at the time was the KakaoTalk app. The anime style of the stickers, mixed with the typical emojis, allowed audiences to shorten messages by using the stickers and appeal to the Japanese audience. Line went further with their stickers and created successful merchandising of the stickers. You can purchase stuffed animal versions of these stickers or other popular Line characters. These electronic stickers first began to move beyond the Asian market in 2013, first being adopted by Path, which was also a social sharing platform, and later these electronic stickers were picked up by Facebook. In 2016, Snapchat also joined the ranks of sticker users with Bitmoji, which allowed users to create personalized stickers. In 2021, Discord followed, allowing for animated stickers. Stickers carry a certain amount of cultural currency as well, in music, politics, art, advertising, street art, and expression, in the culturally relevant content of the times. The authors of the book Stickers stuck up pieces of crap from punk rock to contemporary art by D.B. Berkman and Monica Locasio point this out and share, quote, The thing I love most about stickers is how they show that a simple graphic or design can get into the subconscious of society and become part of the visual zeitgeist for the next 10 or 20 years. Close quote. A very interesting article written by Caitlin Ellison found on the website 99designs entitled Exploring Pop Culture's Subversive Sticker Art Culture quoted Berkman and Locasio and explained the idea of subvertising with stickers. Subvertising is a combination of advertising, which very quickly jumped onto stickers anyways, and the word subversive. In this case, by creating a social critique or commentary on established brands, advertisements, and the like. In this way, artists started using stickers as a means of expression and commentary on society, culture, and politics at large, in addition to street art and graffiti. Although street art and street stickers don't necessarily agree with one another on which one is a more legitimate form of art or practice, as it were. So from political statements to advertising to label making, telling us what's on our food or simply covering your computer in something fun or funny or colorful, stickers have been shaping, reflecting and recording our culture political landscape and obsession du jour for decades, and depending on how we define stickers, even for hundreds of years. From announcing the prices of market goods in Egypt, all the way to the stickers on our water bottles or the gold stars on our homework assignments, or the stickers on my dresser that my brother hated, stickers have made and recorded memories for all of us. And so I'm grateful for stickers. I still love them as a means of self-expression, of sharing information, or even points of view, beliefs, or cultural values. All of it is interesting, almost as though you can take a walk down a street and read the history of a city in its stickers. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care. 